So my name is uh, Dr. Rob, the sports psychology coach. So what I do is I work with athletes, coaches, and teams on mental toughness, helping them perform their best when it matters the most. Uh, I've been blessed enough to work on the PJ Tour. I have three different PJ Tour winners, and um, that's me. So I always like, and I think we like, acronyms. But let me start out with this first. This is obviously not the car I'm talking about that we're going to use. But I remember this day because this was April 20th, 1996. That was my mom's 1989 Camaro that I had driven. And I remember at that point in my life being an absolute knucklehead, being a dumb idiot who had no clue about anything in life and thinking that I did know it all. I remember that day specifically because I was a raft guide and I, I guided a, a trip on the raft that morning, April 20th, very cold, but then it was Earth Day. And I remember since it being Earth Day, I remember some friends that were going to uh, go to a party. And that's exactly what I did. And I went to that party and then I thought it'd be a good idea, let's drive back to college that night. When I'm driving back to college about 5.30 that evening on a very mountainous road, I crossed the center line. And I remember that in my mind, crossing the center line and striking somebody head on. I remember thanking God that I didn't hurt anybody else. And I thank God that I was still alive because I was given another shot. The pain that uh, breaking your collarbone, um, breaking my jaw, hitting the windshield was still nothing in particular to the emotional pain that I caused my family, that I caused everyone around me. And I share this because you might not have this experience, but I guarantee we've all had this type of experience, that emotional pain that really changes us. And I share that because this moment, I made the commitment after that, that no matter what happened, since God gave me an extra shot that I wasn't gonna blow it. If you ever give me another chance of life, you give me a second chance, I'm not gonna blow it, I'm gonna go all the way. So talking about motivation, like motivation is caught more than it's taught. Let me say that one again. Motivation, mental toughness, it's caught more than it's taught. What I hope to share today is how can we allow these experiences though when someone's going to be in that situation, how are they gonna be able to catch it? because I believe we can prepare them for it. I think we've all had these type of experiences. And the reason why I share this too is this was also a hinge moment that happened in my life. Now, what's a hinge? Everybody, give me 20 seconds to run by attention, all eyes on me. Okay, ready? All right, go. Every door has a hinge. Okay, a door without a hinge is a wall. It just doesn't work. If you ever hear about doors opening and closing in life, that's because of the hinge. If you ever hear of a rusty door, like it's not the door that's rusty, it's the hinge get rusty. So what the hinge is in our lives is gonna be that one person, that, that one moment or one decision that makes all the difference in our lives. It connects who we are with who we're gonna become. Okay, go ahead and space back out. <laughs> so we cannot connect the dots in life looking forward, right? We have no idea who is gonna be that person, who is gonna be that moment, or what that decision is gonna be. We can only connect the dots in life looking backwards and seeing the impact that one person had on our life, that that one decision had on our life. 
Sometimes we don't know these hinge moments occur till weeks, months, years later. Think about how you met your partner. How'd you meet your spouse? How'd you end up at the career that you are, the school you went to? Small hinges swing big doors. Now, I share this hinge moment because tragedies that happen in our life, tragedies are immediate hinges because from that moment on, everything is different. And this was a hinge moment that from that moment on, I think, now I know that in every bad situation, some good is going to come out. Some good is going to come out of every bad situation that we have. And what the good that came out of that situation was perspective and gratitude that I simply wasn't going to blow it again. And even sharing that today, and I was telling my wife that yesterday, even sharing this story today, like it brings up a lot of shame because to think why was I gifted in that, that I didn't hurt anybody or I wasn't hurt myself when I made such a horrible mistake at that point in my life. So the only thing I could do is make sure that I'm going to pay that forward. But I was gifted with, with motivation and knowing that I wasn't going to blow it. In every bad situation, some good is going to come out of it. The other part about the hinge that we have to realize and recognize is that no matter how bad our situation is right now, no matter how bleak an outcome looks, it only takes one. That's the beauty about it. It only takes one person that we have to meet, one connection, right? One catch of the ball to make all the difference. That's what we're getting ready for. The reason why the mental game is so important is we just don't know who that person is going to be or what that moment's going to happen. So I also know that it is not about the setback that happens in life. It is always about the comeback. Bit of a cheeky title when it comes to that was my seventh book on mental toughness that I wrote. But it's not about the setback. It's always about the comeback. The setbacks are going to happen. We're going to have uh, hurt, head ups. Uh, hang-ups and, and headaches that happen, but it's not about the setback. It's always going to be how we, and you heard this, right? It's always about how we respond to that adversity, how we respond to the challenge. Help me out with this one just so I make sure we're all alive in this one, all right? It's not about the setback. It's about the Okay, now I know we can just do just a tad bit better just with the energy, right? It's not about the setback. It's about the comeback. Yeah. It's always about the comeback, and there's always one in that one, right? got to be a Michigan fan. <laughs> It's always about the comeback. So how do we use a card? Let me ask you a question. So use a card to increase your team's motivation. Let me ask that question before moving forward. And just think about this. What do you think is the most important mental skill? Like in order for success, what do you think is the most important mental skill? Now think about it. Put one in your head. Now there might be a few. What do you think is the most important one? Now, I asked that question, so just so we're all on the same page, if you have an idea, just raise your hand. I promise I will not call anybody. I just want to know that everyone has one in their mind. But raise them up high because I want to make sure we're all on the same wave. Like, I won't call on anybody. I promise. All right, what's the most important? My non <laughs> All right, give me some answers. What? Discernment. Persistence. Whoa, not a, not a slow larder here. Discernment? Yeah. And what do you mean by that? Just knowing what basically organizing the thoughts okay organizing the thoughts what was persistence persistence okay keep it going now trust, trust. okay good trust beat you to that one right trust confidence what was another one resilience resilience yep what else Goal yes focus. what's that 
Staying focused. Absolutely. Gratitude. Gratitude, right? Gratitude perspective. I think they're superpowers. Absolutely. Ability to adapt. Ability to ta- adapt, right? Your ability to adjust. Give me some others. Any others? Discipline. Discipline. Okay, good. Goal Many others. What's that? Goal setting. Goal setting, setting goals. Yep. Any others? Yes. Pursuit of wisdom as opposed to knowledge. Pursuit of wisdom as opposed to knowledge, right? Yeah, I love that. I tell my daughter that, right? What's the difference between wisdom and, and knowledge, right? And we know we've heard this one, right? But knowledge is knowing that tomato is a fruit. Wisdom is knowing that you don't put it in a fruit salad. Wisdom and knowledge, yeah. And you only get you only get wisdom through experience. Absolutely. Any others? Okay, good. They're all important. They're all important. And there is a reason why you think that is the most important mental skill. Absolutely. So I'm not one to say, hey, no, that's not the most important mental skill. But if you think about discipline, persistence, perseverance, goal setting, how bad do you want it? Um, the will to prepare. The will to prepare has to be greater than the will to win. Doing whatever it takes. That is on the baseline of motivation. Now, every coach that you talk to, every guru that's going to be out there on Instagram or, or YouTube or wherever sharing you that is always talking about motivation. And I'm not denying that it's not important. That's why I want to share with you today. But it is the bottom line. It is the foundation of mental toughness because, but it does go beyond that. But when it comes to what I can share with you today, this is how we motivate those that are going to be around us and part of our team. How do we create the environment that we can help motivate one another and motivate those that we work with? This doesn't necessarily work with us, but you will look at these three and see which one lacks from your viewpoint and why does that sap the motivation to do whatever it takes to put forth that extra effort, right? There is no traffic jam on the extra mile. Like we all love that one. But this is how we motivate those that are going to be around us. Now, all three have to be there. If one of these are lacking, then the three-legged stool falls. What are they? It's going to be competence, autonomy, and relatedness. This is based in science. And just so we don't get caught in the axle, I'm going to bring that one back up. Don't worry about it. I have studied every theory of motivation that there is. Right? This is my world. This is all that I've ever done in my life. And this is the only theory that holds water. We don't quit smoking to live longer. No, we quit smoking because our teeth are yellow. We just don't want to stink anymore. So when I study every single theory, this theory holds water. And that is competence, autonomy, and relatedness. All three have to be there. Competence is confidence. We have to, and I'm going to show you, like, how do we do this as well? I'm not just going to give this to you and then move on, but it's like, how do we do this? How do we tweet this? But competence, competence is confidence. We want to feel like we are good at what we do. How many people feel that they are competent at what they do? Okay, good, right? Yeah. I mean, you have to be at some level or you would never try anything at all. Autonomy. Autonomy is that I am free to make decisions in my role, right? If you think of Ritz-Carlton, 
Ritz-Carlton outfits every frontline employee with $2,500 to handle any kind of problem that a customer is going to have. They give them the autonomy that they don't need to run this up the chain if somebody is having an issue. The autonomy, so the freedom to be able to make the decisions on their own. And then relatedness. If you watch, relatedness is always on the back end, but if you watch, any team that is successful will always talk about the locker room, how close we were, how we just had that goal and that's what we were focused on. They're always going to talk about, and relatedness is simply that individuals are part of something bigger than themselves, that I feel connected to those that are going to be around me. I feel a part of this team. I feel that not only what I do, not only what I do makes a difference, but that you appreciate it and that you recognize it. Relatedness. All three have to be there. Competence, autonomy, relatedness. Now to share with you, like, how do you kind of tweet? Think about them in your life. So I'll say this, right? Competence, confidence breeds success. If you think about competence, it is confidence, just a belief that I can be successful. Autonomy, simply. You want to feel empowered in my position. And the last one, like relatedness, you want to feel part of the team. People don't want to take a deeper dive. That's, I'm not just making this stuff up. Like that's the theory right there. Which one do you think? So I'll raise, raise your hand when I, when I say the one that you think you struggle with the most. And I'll share with you the one that I struggle with. All right, how many people struggle with, and think about your organization where you are, how many people struggle with competence? How many people struggle with autonomy? All right, and then how many people struggle with relatedness? Okay, good. But they're all three important, right? I always struggle with relatedness. You know, I gotta feel a part of like the team that I'm working with and that you know what I do makes a difference. So how do we tweak these? Competence is confidence. There are a lot of skills that go into how we build confidence, but the one reason and the one way that I know to do it is tell them that they're good at what they do. When they, they are told you are good at what you do, you recognize for what you do, it automatically builds confidence in somebody that, hey, you know what, I am good at this. And they gotta be reminded. So I always think, it's like, I just can't tell my daughter, hey, I'm really proud of you, I'm really proud of you, I'm really proud of you. No, hey, I'm really proud, or however we want to take it, right? really happy that you've been making your bed every day. Find something very specific to praise them. We can praise them where you can punish them, but praising is always what's gonna build the confidence in, in one another. Autonomy, what's one way that we can build autonomy in individuals? Think about the problems, the problems that you have within your organization. And the way I think that autonomy gets built is if you think of like a tree the tree problems that we have, they're going to be leaf problems, they're going to be branch problems, they're gonna be limb problems, they're going to be trunk problems, and there's root problems. Now the root problems you gotta handle, right? The trunk problems you're gonna to have to handle, but what are the leaf problems that they don't need your permission in order to go ahead and run with that, take care of it? And this is where you've gotta be thinking in your mind, like what are these issues? Because no one wants to be micromanaged. And when we talk about micromanaging and making sure everything is correct, it just doesn't work. We have to empower those that are around us. And that's the way I look at, wait, when we have problems, have I equipped them to go ahead and take care of that? And then what are the leaf problems in your organization 
that you deal with, that you allow them to do. And then the last one, right, relatedness. What company do you think is really good at relatedness? Making sure everyone is part of the team. Give me a couple, couple companies. Lily. What's that? Lily. Lily, fantastic job, right? Chick-fil-A, absolutely. Did anybody say Chick-fil-A or is that just in my mind? <laughs> what others? Southwest, yep, good one. Was that just in my mind too? I don't want to project my own beliefs and thoughts on this. Relatedness, the part of I need to feel part of something bigger than what I am or what I do. The relatedness piece, how do we build that in one another? Reminding them and letting them know how their project, how their piece right here, how it made a bigger impact on the overall goal. How was it that you do that you were important to this? And then the other part that I think that we just don't do well of is I don't think we celebrate. I think what happens is we celebrate and then it's on to the next. Hey, great job, on to the next. What's next? And then we just don't celebrate. When we wanna celebrate, I think we wanna be part of it. And those that are gonna be driven, we're focused on the process more than the product and I totally get it. But I think, man, allowing people to celebrate and just letting them know is how we build a relatedness that you are part of something bigger than yourself and you are a part of this team and how integral you are. Competence, autonomy, and relatedness. Real three simple tools that we kind of take with them. This is the one that holds water. All three got to be there. And then the ask them. When you take this back to your organization, then ask the people that you work with, right? Do you feel valued here? Do you feel like you're a part of the team? Do you feel like you're good at what you do? And what areas can I empower you more? And they'll let you know. Now, do you have to do this absolutely with everybody? I don't know. But what I do know is this, is that if you want to change the way you feel about somebody, you change the way you treat them. Let me say that one again. If you want to change the way you feel about somebody, you change the way you treat them. And these are just the way that you build that motivation. Because when you get somebody that is self-motivated, that wants to do it out of their own will, that wants to go that extra mile, it makes your job a whole lot easier. Money only goes so far. We know this. These are the internal factors that make a difference in people's lives, all three of them. Think it back to your family. You can take this back to your family right away. Do they feel that they're good at what they do? My son struggles with competence. My daughter struggles with autonomy. She thinks she, she needs, well, she's 15, right? They know she feels like she can do everything. So I need to then equip her. And then the relatedness part, letting them know that they are such an important part of this family and how our lives are better because they are in. And now, last point that I want to share you with is the take-home message is what we do in life, no matter where we are or what our role is, is we plant trees that we're never going to see. You have no idea the impact that your words can have on buddy because you plant trees that you're never going to see. You plant trees whose shade that other people are going to enjoy. Because how can I know the impact of telling somebody, David, man, it was just so nice meeting you, and you made such a difference in my life. We don't know that. We can't know that. Sometimes, and some of you are very fortunate enough to have somebody reach out that you have had an impact on their lives, and what a, what a feeling that makes and how we hold on to that. You have to realize that your job as a coach, your job as an individual, as a human being, is you plant trees that you're never going to see because you can't know the impact of telling somebody that you believe in them what that makes like in their life. And here's my proof. I've, I have a voicemail message from 2012 
when I was speaking, one of my professors I really revered, he saw me speak, left a voicemail on it, and I still got it. And it's just pumping me up. Do you know that since 2012, I've left thousands of messages on other people's phones. I can't tell you one thing I said on any kind of voice message, but, it, but I can play that whenever I want. So you don't know the impact, but you just have to know that your actions and what you do make a difference in people's lives. We just don't know always what that is. And then my last point is this, I appreciate you having me today, is, is I can't wait to do patience, right? Patience. We know time is our most important resource. We know this. It's not money. We know it's time because everyone in this room knows how fast that time goes. And we have to keep that which is important. And we have to know that which is important. When I see what happens today is that everything is important, then everything is rushed. When everything gets rushed, that's when mistakes get made. And what happens is we have to be urgent towards that which is important, but we have to be patient towards that which is not important. Now, the message that I basically leave with, with, with motivation is, the times are most precious resource that makes an impact in people's life. I think when you thank somebody for your time, thank you for being patient, just sounds a whole lot better than, hey, sorry I'm late. When you thank somebody for their time, I think you're thanking them for the most precious resource and then we value it. Um, I'm gonna stick around, love meeting you, love to talk with you. I uh, wanted to give you this so you could take this away with you, implement it into, in, into your life. Uh, if anybody is interested in books too, I've got this for sale, I gotta put that out there, right? We can. Hey, thank you all so much for having me, man. Thank you. Thank you. Question, Rob, if uh, any of these teams are interested in engaging with you, what's the best way they can do that? Uh, you can talk to me afterwards. My website's drrobbell.com. Rusty. And I really, really appreciate this, Preppy. Thank you. I'm very helpful. Uh, it does try me that it's about management down. In some of our situations, we're trying to influence above us to be more supportive of this idea. Yeah, you have resources or anything that would help in that situation. Yeah, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought that up because. The harshest critic is myself. I'm going to go back and realize I was like, I didn't talk about that. Well, don't do that. Well, that's just how I am, though, right? Uh, yeah, let me, can I just, it, it's, it's not a slow pitch softball question that I could just like hit really hard. And that's the only kind of questions I want to answer right now. That was, I thought, funny, but because that's kind of like a slider. Um, but yes. And I'd love to answer it afterwards, if we can. Any others? Like, how about two more? Two questions? Comments? Thoughts? Okay, well, how do you recreate the hinge moment or, like, the car moment to, like, regenerate your motivation and your connection with uh, the choices that you made in the moment? Well, part of it is, um, you know, we don't make change unless there's pain. Right. Really, there has to be enough pain. If there's not enough pain then we need more pain. That's the only way that people are really gonna change. And unfortunately, when, when you experience that pain, I make sure I stay in touch with that pain. Now, I still make mistakes, I still mess up. Um, but it's knowing that that wasn't my identity, that that was just a mistake. That wasn't my identity, it well, was as a vigil. Like I said, I was, that was the gift that I got from that, was I wasn't gonna blow it. So I just stay in touch with that. 
Good point, Mike. Thank you. That was slow pitch softball, right? You just kind of throw that one on. How about one more? Move on to bigger, better things. More important. Not all at once, too, and everybody raise your hand one ask a question when you get embarrassed. Is there any more? All right. Thank you all so much. Thanks, Thanks for being